Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport coming up. On today's show, we are going to be hearing Alex McCarthy's exclusive interview with Triple H. 26 minutes of goodness from the game coming up for you at the end of the show. First of all, Al and the team will review and rate NXT UK in Cardiff. Don't forget to follow at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Al himself for lots of content from the interview. And without further ado, let's go to Al and the team here on the Pro Wrestling Show. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. I'm your host today, Alex McCarthy, and I'm fresh off watching NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, what a weekend it has been. We've got interviews with Triple H, uh, a host of NXT UK stars like Katie Ray this morning, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews, the South Wales subculture? I want to say that's their name. Uh, so we've got the new champions on the show and we've got a plethora of other stuff happening. But first, let me introduce you to my friend Joe Copson. Say hello to the people, Joe. Hello. And my friend Jamie Sharpless. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's Sharples, but we're going to go with Sharpless. Uh, and we are going to quickly review the NXT UK card before we give the fans the Triple H interview. Uh, so boys, your first TakeOver experience uh, talk to me, Joe. You're a veteran of going to wrestling shows, but how was the first ever takeover for you? Um, atmosphere was obviously the biggest, the biggest thing for me. Um, even from kind of getting your ticket scanned and going in, you could already feel the buzz from the arena, kind of when you're queuing up outside. Um, and yeah, I think that's uh, one thing you can talk about the show is is, is the fans. They they kind of make it, mm. and, and I'm sure from you being in, in different NXT shows, kind of from Blackpool takeover and being in America, I think you, you I'm sure you would agree. That's kind of what makes these things so special. Yeah. I'm, like I've done a, f a few of the takeovers, uh, a couple around mania weekend, SummerSlam uh, in the States. And obviously I've done both of the UK ones here. Uh, and I think that is one of the mass appeals because the, the demographic for the main roster is, is slightly different where this is more of an adult uh, audience, you know, people drinking, having a lot more fun you know, the, the, it was. I was saying this to Walter a minute ago. It's a forty-minute main event, and the crowd were with it the entire way. Super loud. Uh, so, yeah, I, th I thought it was a great show. But uh, Jamie, that's one of your. I'm not going to call you Jamie. Why am I doing that? Potsy, that's your name. What do we? Um, what do we think as as a first experience for yourself? Uh, fantastic experience overall. Um, the only thing I can compare it to is similar to football matches. You know, the the crowd has, has obviously highs and lows within matches. 
um, and people really react to it. They react well, um, and the noise around was yeah was quite unbelievable at times. So positive all around. All right, thanks. <laughs> You're allowed to laugh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, not, it's not an interview. But um, can I just say, like you touched on the main event being forty minutes, like. At no point did I think, "Cool, this is going on long." Like no, you're, you're yeah. so, you was, everyone was so into actually, it. The crowd was buzzing for like the full. I actually didn't think it was that long. It seemed like only five, ten minutes. What, what was that it? Five, ten minutes. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you yeah. mean, though. Uh, it, was, it was. It kept you infused the whole way through. So it's almost like you wanted it to completely continue. Yeah. And no, I never wanted it to end. What Walter just said to me, he's he's never gone uh, that long. He's only ever done half an hour, he was saying to me. So, um, I don't know his career that extensively uh, pre-WWE other, other than progress and stuff. So, I couldn't tell if that's true or not. But I'm going to believe him. <laughs> I'm not going to call the man a liar. Um, but let's start. You know, we, we had some seating problems. So, we only caught the second half of um, Noam Dar and, and Travis Banks. But it was cool for Travis Banks to to, to get that, that match. Uh, obviously, he was pulled. Um from the, the first takeover where he was meant to face Jordan Devlin yeah. and we, we all know that Finn Balor stepped in. So uh, to me though, it looked like good action and, and I thought, thought it was the right decision for Noam Dar to go over. It was great, as I say, it's a, a solid opener, like two two good, well, two good um, technical kind of wrestlers and it was kind of quite hard hitting. It was like a perfect match to kind of get everyone going. Um, say Noam Dar has been, been around for like, most people should know him by now. Um, obviously Travis Banks a bit, bit newer maybe to kind of UK fans and stuff or well, WWE fans as a whole yeah WWE fans Travis Banks has, has been on the English scene for a while but, but you're right in terms of uh, the WWE audience it's a bit different but it, I mean for, for me um, I, I think Noam Dyer has got so much personality which is you know which is so vital um, to a performer uh, it, it would just be nice for him to get an extended uh, I don't want to use the word push or run but just just to be highlighted, I feel like really, yeah, I think that's it because I think if he gets more, uh, then people will gravitate to him. That you know the, the the same way they kind of did when he was on the main roster and he was doing the Alicia Fox stuff, it was terrible material, but he was making it interesting. You know he's, what I mean? He's good on on if you keep an eye on social media as well. He's very good at kind of calling people out and and a bit of a joker on on social media, which is always good. But yeah. like you were just saying, it's he's he's kind of been around for a long time. Um, Kind of using 205 Live and stuff and, and stuff with, with Alicia Fox. So it's kind of nice to see him now, hopefully, get like a bit more consistency, seeing him more more consistently on in matches and, and kind of on TV. Yeah. I, I'd like to see him get a, get a good uh, extended highlighting push. Um, so um, from there, I, I believe we moved into the tag team match. Now, we, we just finished, obviously, speaking to the new champions this morning. Uh, I said this on Twitter yesterday if you could name me a better tag team match this year. Uh, now I went to Double or Nothing, AEW's first show back in May, uh, and I thought the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers put on a great match there. But for me, last night, that triple threat, it just had the perfect kind of balance. Uh, you never... It, it's one of them where a lot of people thought it was going to be an obvious win because obviously we're in Cardiff, right? So you, you think that the Welsh team are going to win for that hometown pop which we did get in spades, by the way. It was ridiculously loud. Um, but I still felt like they built it well where I wasn't actually certain they were going to win. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's the, that's a, a hard thing or, or the magic of the wrestling business, I guess, is to lead you in different directions. Well, it's just the power of the false finish. If you do it right, you sucker, you, you sucker the crowd in. I think that happened quite a lot last night. There was quite a few, but 
you you weren't thinking, well, this is never going to be this is never going to be the ending here. Like you, there were you were kind of on the edge of your seat thinking, oh, like oh, this is the end. And then you're like, oh no, hold on, we're still we're still going, yeah, we're yeah. still going. Even when, even when they win, um, even at the end when they won, I think everyone didn't. It kind of took a while, and then even when um, we were just speaking to them, they they didn't quite believe it themselves, did they? No. They were like, oh, like oh, someone just giving me the belt. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, was, it was it was really well done in terms of um, like I say, it was kind of I think everyone assumed it was going to happen, but you never really felt that way until until the actual moment happened at the end. I thought it was just a, a great balance of of high flying, like you know the the shooting star presses that we saw from Mark Andrews and uh the 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 brutality that Gallus brings to the table and the grizzled young vets are just so so damn talented um i feel like they're actually hideously underrated i would say that they've been in both of the show stealers from both takeovers this year so that really shouldn't be you, you can't be understated how how good they actually are um so i think they deserve a lot of credit there and, and that match really it, oh, it set the tone the crowd went wild for it um we've been to a lot of wrestling shows it it reminded me and I just said this to the boys, of the Royal Abbott Hall, when Tyler Bay and Trent Seven won the NXT tag team titles from the Undisputed Era, that atmosphere then was like madness. And the, the title switch was slightly more unexpected, but I would say last night was louder. Uh, I'll say, well, we were there when we were at Abbott Hall. It's tough, isn't it? And I it's think tough to call. I, it's, it's one of these things, like, obviously, I think we were probably, not, not to like, discredit them because it was amazing last night, but obviously we're not Welsh. And as much as we enjoyed it, like obviously for us, probably at the Abbott Hall, we were a bit more part of that because they were kind of our boys that won. Yeah. In terms, but yeah, in terms of kind of, was it loud? I suppose. I mean, we were all still celebrating last night. Well, yeah, it was. We, we loved it. Obviously, yeah. we, we we were massive fans of it. Um, was it louder? I don't know. That was that's that's a tough tough decision, it. isn't it? it? Like obviously, both were incredible atmosphere wise. Uh, for you, Potsy, what what was you feeling of the atmosphere at this point? I had said to you prior to the show, you, you won't. I, can't, I couldn't explain it well. I said you just have to kind of feel it when you're in there. Um, you've kind of been in and out of wrestling, I think it's yeah. fair to say, um, for, for, for years, but you've kind of made a, a comeback <laughs> as of late. Um, for you, did you have any idea that wrestling shows were, were that powerful, I guess? Um, no, not really. Um, obviously, I've only been to a few live shows now, um, and obviously what you see on telly and TV-wise, um, but to actually see it, there and, and to see how people react to certain things that you might not see um like the whole crowd seeing everyone standing up at times and with everyone waving and everyone singing all in all in unison um it, it's an it's a nice feeling it gets you it gets you going but uh yeah it was uh yeah that makes it feel incredible i think i think you, you just hit it on the head there it, it's a nice feeling that's that's what it's addictive isn't it like that that wrestling bug i think like the biggest the biggest thing for me in terms of kind of going to live events is when you're watching it on telly you kind of because you already have your favourites, you kind of gravitate towards maybe skipping certain things. Right. Yeah. Whereas when you're live, when you're a live event, you you obviously see the whole event as a whole. You watch people you don't necessarily watch all the time on telly, and then you kind of become a fan of them because you've seen them. So I, I mean that's what I, I like about it, and obviously the atmosphere. But you kind of pick up on things like Potsy was just saying. You pick up on things you don't necessarily necessarily. There we go. We'll get the word yeah. out. And that you see on TV, and then you start kind of you find more superstars and more performers that you don't necessarily watch. We can make out. Yeah, I think you buy into it more like that. When you see it live, there's there's certain things, certain aspects of it that you that you just the whole feeling of it as a as a, as an emotional, um, depending on obviously how how you are as a as a person. But for me, I'm quite an emotional guy, so it's actually seeing all of that, and really gets you involved, and it makes you feel it, it just it's a, you feel part of it's like one whole 
sort of unit, if that makes sense. Yes. It's like one whole that, thing. And that's, that was incredible. It's exactly like you just said, um, two things you said there, in fact, like being part of one whole unit is what we probably commonly refer to as the wrestling community. Um, which is much maligned down the years. You know, you, you're often chastised, I guess, for liking wrestling. It's not always cool. Um, you know, you get a lot of grown men kind of frown on it, I guess. But for me, it has its place in the market. It's its own, its own thing. And that was last night, no matter how, whichever way you weigh it up, is wildly entertaining. Uh, and what you said about buying in, I always find that fascinating too. People who haven't really watched or as big of fans as I... And then they see last night and they begin to understand why wrestling is so um, addictive and has the following that it does. But yeah, I mean, moving on from from the tag match, um, or just to tie a bow on it, in fact, to me, that that set set the standard. Triple H, the boys said that Triple H said that. He he said that they'd set the bar last night. Shawn Michaels reveled in that match. So that must blow their minds, <laughs> literally. Uh, it, you know, I, I thought it was a fantastic match. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, and then I think we moved from there to the, was it with the women's title or was it the last man standing next? So last man standing. Um, my only gripe with that is that I couldn't we see did, a lot of it. Much, no. So when I was interviewing Triple H after the show, and we're standing by the ring and we were like, is that a cricket bat? And we were like, what's that doing there? And then Triple H mentioned it in his in his interview that, oh, you know, and then they took a cricket back to each other. I was like, did they? Um, I think it's all the bits kind of, because what we were about, what, three or four rows kind of back um, on, on, the, on the slant. So anything that happens kind of outside the ring, but in front of the barrier, like, and obviously where everyone stands up, you can't see. And it was weird because they did start to show it on the big screen for a, like a minute or so, but then it kind of disappeared again. So... Like I say, the stuff with the cricket bat, we didn't, for about 10 minutes, I'd say, we didn't really see anything mm-hmm. until they came back through the crowd slightly. I do like both men. Um, I, I think Dave Mastiff uh, definitely is a, a an appealing character on that roster in, in the sense that he can have a tear up with, with anyone and he's athletic for his size. I, I've always liked Joe Coffey, always liked him. I, I was, I, I, half, I half thought he was going to be the man to dethrone Pete Dunne. I like the whole kingdom and Gallus. I, I like it. Um, cannot help it. Uh, and I feel like that they had just had they just had a good tear up. That's what they did. Really, they they knew what it had to be. The match it had to be physical. Had to be hard. Um, you know, it's yes, it's scripted and predetermined, but that <laughs> looked, that stuff looked like it hurt to me last night. I mean, how, what was you feeling, Potts? Was you thinking that looks physical for something that's fake? Yeah, the amount of times I literally put my hands on my head because it just looked horrible. There was tight. And you're an emotional guy. And an emotional guy, <laughs> as I mentioned. Um, but yeah, seriously, the uh, like some of the slaps you hear, and they just echo. Um, and obviously, that some of the bumps that they took. Um, the suplex, for instance, um, on Tyler Bate was insane. Yeah. And that he took, that was, uh, that, 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 can't, that can't not hurt. <laughs> that, can't, that, that can't not hurt. Well, interestingly enough, uh, I'll tweet this in a minute. We were just talking, weren't we, to some of the WWE officials and they said that Tyler Bate had a day off today. <laughs> and we're not surprised because he got beaten the crap out of. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the last man standing, I feel like it achieved what it set out to do. It, it was, you know, a physical affair. And, and I think um, Joe Coffey need, need, needed a win. He still is one of the top top heels. Gallus, won- I think that should be a faction that's protected and kept strong. I think um, the, the one thing about Last Man Standing, like it was a great, like I say, it was a great match. I like those hard hitting ones, but I feel like they're the kind of matches that end a feud. 
Like this, that should be the, the end of it. Off. Yeah, but I feel like there's there's still legs in that with those two. Mm. I feel like that's they've kind of only just started. I think they say you can see they've got great chemistry, and I'm just worried that once you've done a last man standing match, what? How can you kind of top that with yeah. two with two with two bruises like exactly, that? Yeah, you can't really say to them next time. Okay, well we just have a singles match now. You kind of think as much as they're good performers, you kind of like well you just seen like beat the hell out of each other in the last man standing. Yeah. Like you want to kind of go. One, one above that if you can I mean it really the, the person who wins that feud which I suppose at this moment in time is Joe Coffey should then be moving on to like world title um, aspirations in, in the in the next UK but uh, you know we, I guess we'll have to see how that plays out the tapings but yeah I, I mean uh, I like the variety on a show I, I, I'm takeovers uh, tend to do that they tend to have like one match that's going to give you that um violent edge maybe um and i, I enjoy that i i i, I think in, on the main roster these days because of the pay-per-views like the namesakes for instance you know, like it, we have a tlc we have hell in a cell uh money in the bank so you, you know all of those gimmick matches because there are pay-per-views that are just solely dedicated to them you don't get them scattered throughout the year like you did 15 20 years ago and to me that hurts the direction of feuds sometimes because isn't it just like, oh, and this feud's got really bad and just in time for Hell in a Cell, it's, well, no, like, you know what I mean? It's, it should be organic, in my opinion. It was almost like a surprise, wasn't it? Sometimes you would say back, if you're looking back kind of 10, 15 years ago, and they'll be like, oh, like, still cage out of nowhere. Or like, oh, Hell in a Cell, randomly. Like, you're like, whoa. Like, <laughs> whereas now, like I say, you can kind of go through the, the schedule for the year and think, well, we're going to get Hell in a Cell here, tables, lads and chairs. You're like, and then they kind of, like you say, they protect them so much that... Not to say that the product's boring, but you kind of know that you're not really going to get many stipulations just thrown in there. Yeah, you, d- you don't need like stipulation matches like every week no, even, but, but it would be nice to think, you know, where's this feud going and, you know, the, the possibilities for that. But anyway, we've been off on a tangent there. Uh, the women's match, uh, for, for me, um, it, it was a, a good match, I, I think is what I would call it. I, I, I wasn't, um, I felt the main event and the tag match were, were stronger, personally. But I do think it was uh, a good showcase for Kaylee Ray, for, for fans who might not know a lot about her. Uh, v- I was very surprised she beat Tony Storm um, with the greatest respect and love to, to Kaylee. <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> um, but j- just from a booking perspective, because I felt the WWE had done a lot for Tony. Uh, p- potentially, it means that she's probably going to spend some time in NXT across the pond, I guess. It's probably better. She had quite a good reign, didn't she? So I would imagine that's... What's that? Well, that's going to be their thinking. It was say so it was interesting. Like say the it was a good match, but at the like the end sucked. I think everyone was a bit in shock. No one really saw it coming in a good way. Like because I think the problem is that, and I think there'll be arguments about when people say, oh, you know, depending on where you, where you are on the card and kind of when the crowd goes up and down. Yes, because it was in between. Well, it was just before the main event, wasn't it as well? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was kind of a the crowd had cooled down a bit, and it. In terms of atmosphere, it kind of cooled down a bit. But say so it was still nice at the end that it was still a bit of a, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Everyone was a bit, oh. But I suppose that was that was, that was was the aim of the match, really. I suppose that's the aim of something like that. No, yeah. I For that finish, it's just like Kelly, Kelly Ray said to us this morning, the desired effect is a bit of a shocked, stunned silence. Yeah. Like, obviously, she she's a heel. Like, she knows what she is. Yeah. Um, she's not trying to get people off their feet. So um, to me, like all all of us, our exact reaction was, "Oh, 
<laughs> I was over. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, the finish came, it was so sudden. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was enjoyable though. Like it was, it was a very, very watchable match. And like I said, I think Kay Ray will be a good champion. I'd like to see her personality come out more um, in NXT UK, but let's get to the main event. Uh, My chest hurts think, even thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Water slaps. Oh dear. They, they are, you know, you have to, in person, they are the sounds. I think after, after meeting him, now seeing the size of him shaking his hand seeing the size of his hands and then listening to the sound it makes when he was slapping Tyler Bay around yeah you can actually <laughs> see the sweat like when in certain lighting you can actually see the sweat come off of Tyler Bay yeah. as, as he was hitting Look, it's, it's, those, those slaps are a shoot there there is nothing pulled nothing fake about them slaps uh, I think you actually even said that to me didn't you yesterday you were yeah, like you were like that surely that hurts I said yeah yes Potsy yes it hurts like uh, uh, what were you thinking, like looking at that match? Like this is not very fake. Well, because because I, I know it is obviously I, people know it is, but seeing the slaps, I had to just double check because I, I when you see it and you realise that it's I, there's no way. Like I say, I was looking at it and I was like, he's he's definitely hitting him. Yeah. There's, there's he's not, and like I say, you could actually physically see like, the, the sweat coming off his body as it, as it, as his fist was, was slapping his body. There's no way you can like get, no your way. descriptive <laughs> your descriptive tools are so good. As his fist in his body. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The, no, but do you know what I mean? That's uh, there's no way you can that there's no way you can fake that. That's no, why no, I was double checking. But we no, said yeah. to him yesterday, didn't we? When when you were when you were speaking to him, you said kind of how do, how do you people prepare for <laughs> to, to take a slap from you? And he was like, he kind of just said, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's not kind of what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. He was, I said, is there any is there anyone who's like tentative about getting the chops or the slaps? And he said, well, I don't care if they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he, he said, they're gonna it's gonna happen. So, um, I, but despite that, Walter is far, far, far from a one trick pony. Um, yeah, he's a very good worker, and that that match yesterday was just awesome. Uh, yeah, they, they weren't really sitting around in chin locks, were they, or, or anything like that? It was pretty much all action. Tyler Bate fighting from underneath, uh, and the I mean the feats of strength that Tyler Bate has at times is is scary. To dead to deadlift Walter, as I say, we we stood next to him. We know the size of him, and you'd look kind of if you bumped into Tyler Bate on the street. Like obviously he's quite small, mm. but we've well, I mean, we've seen him working out at the PC and stuff, and we've seen him wrestle before. But you wouldn't, you the size of him, and then you see Walter, you're like how? And yeah. he deadlifted him, like he literally deadlifted him. And Potsy, you know how he did deadlifted him, don't you? No. The quads. Oh, the quads. Yeah, I, there was a time where I feel like I was just staring at the quads for some time. Like that might be why I missed half the match. That's why I said it felt like it only went on for five minutes. I was just staring at the quads. There was there was a point that Say on, on on top of obviously the deadlift was really impressive, but the point I think they, I think he was going for a German uh, German suplex, yeah. And Tyler was he Walter fell on top of Tyler Bate, and he kind of arched up. That's oh impressive. yeah, that is in like oh, in so, terms of strength, that's yeah. incredible. Didn't the arch out of like a pin? Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah that was that, that was awesome. The crowd the crowd was in it from start to finish. Um, <clears throat> and to me, I mean Tyler Bate's twenty two. Like that's that that's mind blowing in itself. But also, he doesn't really. He was the first ever champion. He doesn't need the NXT UK title at this point. I feel like Walter has much more in the tank. Uh, his reign, you know, when someone finally beats Walter, it should be like really, really significant. Um, so I think he's got time left yet, and the WWE are clearly invested in him. You know, he said as much yesterday that Triple H, you know, essentially wooed him to get him. Uh, you know, they made a strong pitch. 
So uh, I, 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 I'm, there's nothing about the card. I, I normally, I, you know, a WWE card. I come away and I'm like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. Uh, Cesaro I, as well, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, obviously Cesaro and uh, Ilya Dragunov. Uh, what was just saying that that was probably one of the only matches he actually got to watch before his, and it, he was blown blown away. That it was awesome. Like Dragunov is a, is another like striker like Walter. Um, you know, he's, he's he hits hard. Um, but Cesaro is just so good. Like, uh, I, I, I'm not going to go on about that too much because any wrestling fan with a modicum of sense knows that Cesaro is ridiculously good. But I'm interested for Potsy's take because I did, we again, like the atmosphere beforehand, Joe and I did say Cesaro is the guy, like he's decent and, and RT is really one of the best in the company. And Potsy was like, what, what do you mean he's one of the best? Like, you know, t- typical kayfabe was like, well, I don't see him winning any titles or like at the top of the card, which is fair, mm. fair a fair assertion to make because he is really underappreciated. But um, you saw, didn't you, that he's a big, strong man, uh, very talented. Yeah, um, very technically gifted, actually. Um, and Triple H said it afterwards. Um, if you remember, he said that he's actually probably one of the best, if not the best, technically, um, technically well, technical wrestlers. Uh, on the roster, even yeah. in the WWE, so and he all, you know it is, yeah. And and, uh, and Triple H also said that he felt Cesaro made Dragunov yeah. last night, you know. And and when you when you look at that, Dragunov lost, mm. but it was yeah. done in such a way, and, and that's, that's that's almost a beautiful thing about the takeovers. I think that everyone that comes out of the event just looking a million bucks. That match as well, like the intensity that was went at like a million miles an hour. Like they they were like say he was um, Dragunov's a striker, and but literally from from the go. From the battle, like there was, there was. I can't remember there being any breaks, kind of in it. No, and, and you know what's great about that is the no build, like no, there's no story. It literally is just like, oh, these these two are going to go at it, and like the fans know these two in the ring are good, and they think right, we're going to knock seven shades of whatever out of each other. He literally swung him round for like forty five seconds as well. <laughs> I remember counting. I was like, oh, he's still going, <laughs> he's still going. Yeah, it was. It got to, everyone. The crowd got to forty, and they were like, "What? Are we still going?" There's also something as well that you probably miss. On going back to the TV thing that I mentioned and buying into it, there's something that you miss. And after the, I don't obviously what what you what you see of it on the, on TV, and um, but everyone will stand and, and applaud um, both wrestlers. Yeah, like, for the so, most part. Yeah. yeah. So even as, a, as even obviously once they once the winner leaves and and obviously the the losers there they they get a really good round of applause. They really appreciate the efforts that they go through, and I'm not sure you actually get that comes across sometimes in um, on TV. Yeah, or, it, only, it only comes across if if WWE want it to, like because they want to. If it depends if they want to protect the character or not. Like yeah. like, like I said to Walter, uh, technically when the heel wins the match like he did last night. Like the crowd should be angry, but, but he, he said it himself. How how could they be? Like the, the match that they would just given them was ridiculous. So there was no way any any fan was going to be shortchanged or upset with the result. I, I feel the results of every match is you know. Like I said the Tony Storm one was questionable, but I'm not unhappy about it. Like no, it's just I, yeah, it, it was just a shock. It's not that it's a wrong result. Um, I, I felt like everything they did made sense. And Triple H after he really did just seem. Uh, yeah, that's the best way I can put this. I, I think proud is the right word. Like, it, 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 we've seen it in the past couple of days. He's definitely combative. Like he's he's whether they're like directly saying it or not, like uttering the words AEW. They they know yeah. they know full well they're in competition, and I think Triple H is actually relishing that. Well, they said say one of the first questions at the media kind of um, the media thing after last night 
someone said to him about, oh, like, would you ever be tempted to kind of get your ring gear on and, you know, get in a few... It's not a question yeah. I asked him the, 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 the earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he alluded to that, didn't he? He said, well, I've been asked this. Yeah. But he kind of said, he goes like, did you not just watch that show? Like, he, he, he was basically yeah. saying like, why? I don't need to. Mm. Like, it's not, he was kind of saying, I've, I've, it's not my time now. Like, mm. and he was obviously, like you were just saying about how he's kind of passionate for it. Like, that pulled out of him when he was talking about it. And he was like, I don't need to do that anymore. Like, these guys are, are awesome on them, on their own on their own scale. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to get involved anymore. Like, it's, it's pointless. Okay. And it's probably, a dis, it's probably discredits the roster if he has to get involved. Well, well, look, that, that takeover last night, something really important to remember is, you know, no Pete Dunne, no Trent Seven, no Jordan Devlin, and, and, you know, no Rhea Ripley. Like, they're, they're, and there's it's others. And there's others, yeah. Like, it, the, the, the big, probably the, the linchpins of, of the brand in many ways. And they put on a card without them that was stacked. You know, it, it performed everywhere. So, did you say you miss them? Obviously, in a, in a ground, you would obviously rather see them, but you yeah. come away thinking, well, oh, that could have done with Pete Dunne in there. That could have done with, you know, some of the yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Um, I, I When I first heard Cesaro was coming over, I was like, okay, it's got to be Pete Dunne, because like, that would just be awesome. But was not disappointed by Dragunov at all. Um, so, yeah, very, very happy with that. Uh, without further ado... We're going to uh, go back to our Triple H interview now, which is uh, 28 minutes of Triple H goodness uh, from yesterday morning. This is prior to NXT UK. Uh, so it's been doing a lot of traction on Twitter, hasn't it, boys? A lot of fans have been enjoying the content that we've had from here. So let's, uh, let's let the rest of the guys in on the interview. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm delighted to be here today with Triple H, the, the WWE legend and genius behind the NXT brand that we see today, ahead of a massive show here tonight in Cardiff, TakeOver, the second ever TakeOver. Uh, Wednesday nights just got a bit more interesting, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we're talking about 
you said on the conference call yesterday you wouldn't trade your roster for anybody you've put on tremendous shows this year um, do you, you know we all, they, we're in competition with AEW tonight on next Wednesday do you think the quality of the takeovers that we've seen uh, and the bar that we've set the quality we're going to get tonight that gives you the confidence among other things to say things like that yesterday yeah look to me it's I don't know you know people can say what they want <clears throat> how they want I don't approach it as well it's a competitive thing or it's anything else to me it's it's uh, we just put on our shows I'm going to put on the shows um, when we need to put them on in the best places we need to put them on um, in the right time slots for them and um, with the best talent that I, I can find in the world and, and that we have and, and we already have them I'm, I'm confident in that when I look across the board at um at NXT in general and at NXT in the UK here, <clears throat> we put on show after show of the highest caliber, not one match or two matches, the entire shows. So I have no doubt and I have no... It, it, for me, it's it's not competitive against anyone or anything. I just want to put on the best show possible for uh, fans of NXT, for the fans here in Cardiff tonight, for the fans around the world. That's all this is, and it you know it's funny because a few years ago we were doing this and and doing the same kind of thing and wowing people, and there wasn't competitors out there, right. and um, it, you know so I guess we were just doing it for competitive reasons then <laughs> <laughs> to compete with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was in Blackpool myself. You set the bar tremendously high with that first takeover. I remember you saying on a conference call that NXT UK was one of the top shows on the network. Is that still the case? And can UK fans get excited that things are moving in the right direction from WWE's perspective? Absolutely. Look, it, it takes time to build these things outright. And, and it's not just about looking at the UK or individual markets, about looking at a global presence. Um, NXT UK is, I believe, the second most popular show or the second most popular thing on the WWE network. Um, and that was behind NXT uh, in, the, in the US. With that moving um, to USA Network and, and having a 24-hour later re-air on the network um, changes a little. But I also um, I also expect that opportunity on the USA Network in the States to resonate here as well. And for the talent that are here, you know, every single person that's here, I, I want to use that platform as well to continue to grow these brands, to continue to grow the presence in the UK, to show it to the world. Uh, take this NXT UK brand, showcase it in a different place all over the globe. Uh, make sure it has as many eyeballs on it as possible so that it can continue to grow. And then we'll see where that goes from there. And, mm. and as this uh, grows out, I plan, uh, I know we, uh, the WWE plans to do more um, takeovers here, uh, UK based uh, NXT takeovers uh, in, in 20. Uh, we're going to add more to that scheduling, and, and there's a lot more to come. So it's it's bit by bit. I don't want to overwhelm everything too much, but it's bit sure. by bit and continue to grow it so that every bit of growth, every next step you take is successful. You know, uh, for, for me, you know, you, just clocking on to what you said there about NXT being the two top things, you know, just that umbrella, the two shows. You've achieved a hell of a lot in your career, but that must be a hell of a thrill to, to know that the thing that you've helped create and you cultivate yourself is doing that well it's awesome yeah i mean that this this opportunity here the opportunity um in the u.s uh sean and sean michaels and i talk about this all the time at this point in our careers 
to be able to sit side by side still working together 25 years later yeah. and create something like this and, and help it grow to be able to see these uh, talent that are here uh, and that you'll see tonight from, you know, Walter, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray and just everybody that is here and a part of this to see them grow and have that opportunity um, with the same passion in their eyes that we had when we were starting to see that passion and know what that feels like to go out there and just, you know, uh, blow the roof off this place and know that they're growing something and they're on the ground floor of this greatness of this brand and what they're doing here and kind of they're going to be seen as founding founding fathers so to speak of this uh british wrestling empire that is building that it becomes a global uh, empire so it's an exciting time for them but for sean and i I think it's probably some of the most fun we've ever had in our careers and that's saying a lot yeah that really is yeah (laughs) uh clear off a couple of things uh with nxt moving to the usa network um dave Meltzer has been speculating again that um he thinks vince will have to get involved because it's going to be on usa but to me that doesn't really make sense what you've done thus far with it and it's not like you don't have network experience yourself let's be honest there's a lot of things that people like Dave say that don't make sense (laughs) Um, you know because they don't approach things from a business standpoint put it this way we're going to be live on Mondays we're going to be live on Wednesdays we're going to be live on Fridays Mm. Um, there's so much bandwidth to go and and the truth is um, you know it's just funny the small mindedness of it that people don't give Vince credit for being the businessman that he is. And they, they, you know, they speculation and rumors and it's easy when, you know, people leave or they, they go their own way, um, to fan and to, to just jump on to, to speculation and rumors. And a lot of it is, that's what it, it just is. So when people talk about him as a businessman, there's so many crazy misconceptions. The truth is, all of what we're doing right now, this business is here because of him, mm-hmm. right? They took a, a a failing industry, so to speak, in, in a, a period of time in the 80s and turned it into a global phenomenon um, when nobody else had the foresight to do it. Um, all the things that he's done and where it is today. And, you know, people look at sometimes where it is today and then you hear them say negative things. And I'm like, oh, really? Because... I mean, just sign like billion dollar deals with Fox <laughs> and USA. Like, I'm not sure it's it's crumbling. Um, and he's also smart enough to understand the things that we do and the and where they go and how and the pieces of it. Um, if you're asking the simple ter- term and answers, he's not involved. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, um, yeah, he's gonna have you know some say in some things as far as like you know, the brand sits and the marketing of it within USA and all that stuff. And clearly whatever he wants to do, you know, at the end of the day also. Mm-hmm. But the truth is at this point in time, he has basically just said, go make this thing a success. That's what he told me in the beginning, go make this thing a success. And then, you know, he, we pick up the phone with each other every now and then we see each other all the time, but like, and how's it going? Going good. Excellent. Great. And we move on. And mm-hmm. you know, um, that's where it's at. The, but they always want to speculate on just craziness and things. You know, it's it's a lot of it is just silliness. Um, if you love NXT, 
it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. There's going to be more of it. Two hours uh, gives us more opportunity. I, I look at the roster. I look at the roster here. I look at the talent pool we have. I said it yesterday on the call. I wouldn't trade our roster. There's nobody out there that I go, oh, man, if I could have that. Mm. You know, nobody. Um, I, I don't care who that is. And they can make claims to being the greatest in the world in their four matches a year that they have that are good. Um, great. I, 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 I wouldn't trade you. Yeah. Um, and that that's just my opinion. And that doesn't, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just what it is. I'll put our roster up against anybody. I'll put our town up against the world. Um, but that isn't the point. The point is to go out here. This place is sold out. Um, there's going to be a lot of really passionate fans. And I got a talent roster that's passionate about going in here yeah. and blowing the roof off the place and showing the whole world that they're NXT and that, and that this is theirs. Um, so that's the point of all of this, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. They're just going to be able to do it with USA Network. They're going to be able to do it in a bigger way with more opportunities for everybody. Yeah, and, and that brings me to my second point on those reports, really, that you know it came out this week that, oh, WWE want Enzo Amore and be Cass again. Yeah. Um, I, which I immediately then had our PR go like, yeah, no, <laughs> zero interest. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what I mean. You, NXT has, I think in the States, you have like a hundred talent anyway. So even though you're building a more two hour brand. I have 104, I have 104 or 110 talent, depending on the moment at the, at the performance center in the US, another 45, 50 here. Mm. Um, plus, you know, some development stuff around the world. Exactly. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried. And, uh, you know, to, 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 the, the, the interesting thing about today's world is if you call up someone willing to believe anything, you can tell them anything you want in order to try to drum up business for yourself. Yeah. Congratulations to Enzo. I'm sure spreading rumors has worked well for him. I just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Um, the other thing I've always thought about is, um, and I, I don't want to make it exactly like Vince McMahon performing in WWE, but is there an itch in you that wants to perform under the NXT banner at some point? Now, there must be something uh, appealing to helping a talent that you've created, you've nurtured, and being a part of that story, perhaps. It could be honest, no. Right. Um, no, you know, like, obviously, like, when I'm, I, you know, at those events and can feel the passion and the, everything with the crowd, but I'm so busy into these other talents. And trust me, uh, there's almost not a day that goes by that I don't get a text from somebody on these rosters to go, what if, <laughs> yeah. what if Sean, or, you know, what if you, um, and that's that's flattering. Uh, I understand that. Look, I watch what they do. I couldn't hang, not even in the not even in the ballpark anymore. Um, flattering. It's obviously the performer in you. Anytime there's a crowd of people and they're going crazy with that much passion, you go like, man, that's that's awesome. But uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. Sometimes I almost feel like I get more buzz of the adrenaline buzz sitting and watching them succeed. Mm. They don't need us. They don't need. They don't. And and to me, that's what's different about this brand. And, and it's not a need thing. It's not like the, you know, Raw or SmackDown need. It's it's the, the beautiful thing about our business is um, every now and then Babe Ruth can still come out and take us oh, wow. take a swing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
that's that's a fun a, a really fun part of the business and i think you'll see some of that in nxt at, at various points and people that have come through here as it creates its own image and and persona but the truth is this brand is a bit more about the the youth and the next level than it is about the the um the yesterday mm. you know we're, we're looking forward to be progressive not not to live in nostalgia I think on the strength of that point I wanted to get your thoughts on the the much talked about kind of Goldberg Undertaker thing at Saudi Arabia do you think um, sometimes for a veteran talent then they come back a great example is Undertaker obviously then returned to Extreme Rules and had a great match with the likes of Drew McIntyre and and all of that do you think that sometimes veterans should be paired with the younger workers to help bring them on and that or is is veteran and veterans working together counterproductive sometimes it's tough. So, like, I, you know, I have young guys t- talking to me all the time about that. And, and, like, as I said, you know, ringing you up and saying, hey, what if? But the truth is, if, if you're uncomfortable, we're all aware of where we're at and what we can do and can't do for the most part, right? Um, you don't want to hold a guy back. You don't want him to shift his style down to yours. You don't want to. And when you look at what they do, you go, oh, yeah, I can't hang and do that anymore, clearly. Or probably never could have. The, the business has changed, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, it, it always grows exponentially, um, you know, over time and the, the physicality of it. So um, it's tough. Sometimes you say, well, you put the veteran in there with the younger guy, but then you're just kind of holding him back or whatever. And it, it doesn't always work out. And look people can say what they want to say about about Saudi Arabia or, or the, the Middle East and the match between Taker and Goldberg and stuff. My hat's off to both of them. It was a bad situation. I can attest to it um, that it was about 105 and 100% humidity at ringside. And, you know, even Randy and I, when when we were talking about it afterwards, it like moments where, like, you know, I wanted to change gears. Right it's great there. Nice in my opinion, by the way. Well, and I appreciate that, but like, there's things that you want to do differently, yeah, and yeah. then you go like, "I want to change gears," but I just cannot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's humanly impossible in this moment. Like, um, it, it was like wrestling in a sauna. Mm-hmm. It really was, and there were those moments where, like, when you step out of a sauna, where all of a sudden you're like, "Well, she's," I think, like, I'm lightheaded. I might pass out. Like, it was so ridiculously hot, um, and you know. You put pressure on yourself, on everything else on top of that, and it, it, it's a lot. So, you know, it's a funny thing in our business too, man. You just no one, no one cuts anybody slack on anything, yeah, ever. You know what I mean? Um, well, Twitter's made it a ton, thousand times worse. What's that? There's a Twitter. Twitter's probably made it a thousand times uh, of worse. Of course, yeah, 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 and, and and it just begets negativity, and um, it's sometimes, uh, sometimes I have to remind myself with social media that as you read it. Um, it's just all people reacting with passion, mm. right? Like their negativity is because they're passionate. They love this so much they're passionate about it. Um, you know, but but it's the forum and the way it's said. And then, you know, like uh, people will say the worst thing in the world on Twitter as if, you know, like they make it sound like if you walked in a room and you were on fire, they would just walk away from you. <laughs> but yet if they saw either one like Goldberg or, or Taker they would be like in awe and speechless yeah. and yeah I mean it's just the craziest and and the whole time be talking about oh my god you're an inspiration of my entire life really because you just crapped all over me <laughs> on social media as if I wasn't there so yeah. like you know it, it's a weird thing and it's hard to 
to, but it's today's world. It's hard to put it into words how people deal with it and the things that they say. It's like being isolated, except the whole world can hear everything else. Mm. Yeah, I said I saw a comedian one time talk about how when you're in a car by yourself, like people can do the littlest thing, and you will wish them death. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like in the most aggressive and violent way possible because you're by yourself in that world. But if they were in front of you, you would never say any of those mm. things or do any of it because I don't know why it's that isolation. Twitter seems like that. You're all by yourself, you know. If I'm crazy. Yeah, to, to, to eat away and, and then, you know, but if that person was there or there were other people in the room, it, it's a, yeah, it's, it's different, you know. Look, there's one thing I always wanted to ask you, um, and this is like ten year old, ten year old me, yeah. ten year old Alex McCarthy, hated <laughs> Triple H, and I know you're going to take that as a compliment, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like a huge rock fan, huge rock fan. This is around like 2000. Yeah. We're talking. Sorry for beating his ass. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not. Um, and you know, look at that time, and I think the heat you had at that point in the business, incredible. Uh, the Rock, uh, his superstar, and that stratosphere is rarely touched as well. Um, do you think, like, it's kind of a double-edged question, like, in today's business, it's hard to be, the heat, the, the level of heel that you were then, today, and the same for The Rock. Is it a case that you two were just special, which, you know, there's no doubt you're two of the all-time greats, but is it just a case that you were that good for each other, the chemistry, or, you know, has, has the business changed where it's harder to become that heel and it's harder to become that top star? Yeah, there's so many variables in that that it's hard, you know, part of when you when you look at me having that much heat I had that much heat only because I had baby faces that were that over and that charismatic and that loved well I mean that's the point I wanted to make as well that's maybe the reason The Rock was so over because he had you yeah. do you know what I mean it, yeah. it works both ways I mean put it put, yeah put it this way if you know if, if Darth Vader isn't what he is in the Star Wars movie and I, mean, I know I'm dating my references here but like <laughs> um you know, is it, are the are the good guys as good if the bad guy is not as bad, and vice versa? Mm. It's, it's tough, and and there are just there are moments that are just magical times. You know, we didn't realize it at the time. I don't think. I think we all just thought we were doing our thing and busy arguing with each other about who was going to be a bigger star. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was a, just a magic moment in that business. And when you look at the who's who of who was there to work with at the time, you know. I just I'm I'm thankful for that time. I'm thankful to have the Rock and and Stone Cold and Taker and Foley and you know uh, everybody that was there. N n nobody. That's the one crazy thing about this business. There's not one self-made person in this company. Mm. There's never been one self-made person in this business. This business is much more almost of a team than anything else you will ever see because one without the other does not work. Yeah. Right? Uh, you're only as good as the guy in the ring with you. He's a, or she is only as good as the person that they're in there with. The the moments in time, the you know, those moments of competitiveness, the moment that society is at about how people feel about competitiveness or just being happy to be there, all, all those things play in factors, but... You know, I was incredibly lucky through that entire time of my career to have these this this group around you that just you know you almost can't help but succeed. Hmm. I, mean, I know you was meant to face the Rock at is it WrestleMania 32? I believe I yeah, think that was set yeah. for. Uh, again, childhood me would have gone crazy for that. Uh, it was tentatively agreed, I guess. What what kind of went wrong there? 
uh, scheduling, mm. you know, from, from, I think, I don't remember the, the details of it, but it was one of those things that was, uh, we had talked, Rock and I had talked about doing, um, to the point where we even uh, did the backstage promo. We were so like, okay. oh, let's, yeah, let's Good. just, uh, let's throw a seat out here and see what happens. And we did it and it blew up. And of course, then we talked about it some more and then scheduling, just, uh, scheduling just got in the way, but it, you know, it really wasn't until much later, um, uh, you know, I, I, at that point, we were like, we were over a year away from uh, that, that WrestleMania. Yeah. So it wasn't until, you know, maybe three or four months before in the, in the following year and the lead up as we got to WrestleMania that Rock was like, man, it's just not going to work. I just can't. My All my stuff, my movies, my everything has changed. And I, I just can't make it work anymore. So it was what it was. You know, yeah. I would have loved to do it. It would have been... Uh, it would have been a blast to, to step in there with him one more time and um, tear it up. You know, the, the cool thing about that when you get to the place where I'm at in my career, you sort of appreciate the moments more. When you're busy doing it, you appreciate it, but you're, man, you're just, you're in the thick of it. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's tough when you get later and you start to realize, like, man, these moments come now and then. There might not be more. Like, you can sort of appreciate the moment more it's a lot more difficult you put a lot more pressure on yourself too mm. um when you don't do this a lot but the, the to kind of sort of go back in time to have the match last year with batista i was just about to say that must have been that yeah you know when when dave called to ask me about doing that and and uh and we spoke about it it was you know for i think for both of us just a, an ability to go back in time but at a point where we could really both appreciate it and and just do that again, kind of relive that moment, but do it again, mm. um, and then try to go out there and, and do it in a way where you don't <laughs> you don't embarrass yourself. But <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's it's I think even more special now when you have the opportunity to do it in that manner. So stepping out there with Rock for me, which you know, there's guys I look at in my career, um, you know, it was so competitive at the time for all of us. But I don't know that I had more fun. Not many guys I had more fun in the ring with. I worked with him so much and so many times. When, you know, from him being Rocky Maivia and me being Hunter Hearst Helmsley, yeah. all the way through, you know, um, just you know kept going back to each other, you know, and and uh, and it was always magic. I felt like and and uh, you know I felt like we both go both had that comfort level with each other where it was just easy to get in the ring and and just go and 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 have a blast doing it and and uh and create something special so to do it again would have been awesome but in sometimes not the cards i totally agree with you i mean in 2000 you must have faced each other a thousand times and nobody was bored <laughs> yeah, nobody you know, it's it's one of my, one of the things that people ask you your regrets and it's not really a regret it's just one of those things that i wish we had had the chance to do in 2000 when we did the fatal four-way match um at, show, yeah. At, yeah, at WrestleMania, that was originally supposed to be Rock and I, and I, I believe, if I remember correctly, he he might remember too. I believe we were supposed to do an Iron Man match. It was the original really? scheduled uh, match at at uh, at Mania? Timing of returns and everybody else's stuff, and they needed to get us through another pay per view. It's why we uh, did the four way and then came back and did the the um, the Iron Man match later. And, yeah, Sean and yeah, yeah. So it it um, it changed. The thing, but I really wish I'd had that opportunity with him one on one at WrestleMania because we had done so much together. Having that one on one would have been special. Yeah. Before we wrap up here, um, I just want to 
get a thought from you, I guess, to the UK fans and, and how you feel NXT UK has been going. Tell them the stars that you're excited about them getting to see uh, and why they should be, if they haven't already, be tuning into WWE Network. Yeah, I mean, I think this the, the NXT UK brand for me is really exciting in that I, I was, you know, as we were creating the, the US version and really digging deep into that, um, you know, seeing what was happening in, in the UK and what they were kind of making, what, what people like Pete Dunn and Tyler and Trent and just all the people that were over here were, were making kind of sort of happen, the scene that they were creating on their own um, without really assistance, without, you know, sometimes it would amaze me uh, when we would get here and we'd be talking to talent like oh they just figured this stuff out like you'd tell them something be like oh I never heard that before mm. and like man they just figured this out, out on their own like they just were watching and decoding it so to speak and yeah. then doing their own thing it was amazing how far it had gotten so to be able to then come here and say we're gonna take what you're doing and just open this thing up to the world and make it so much bigger um, to see that excitement level in them and then to see them step up to that challenge and the sponge that they were to have somebody actually come to them and say what have you tried this and then my help right and then the light bulb to see that change and see them come back oh my god you know um the performers that they become what this brand has become i'm really proud of it and to and now to see it growing into a, a sort of another generation you know of the Walters and the Tony Storms and the Piper Nivens and mm. you know just all the people that are now cycling in here and wanting to be a part of it and and um, it's it's really exciting and I'm I'm excited for this brand as as this takeover takes place tonight in Cardiff um, it just opens the door next year we'll be doing more of these here um, and um, you know with them being a part of USA it just it just continues to open the door and this continues to grow and. Every step of it so far has been overwhelmingly successful that I just can't wait for those next steps because what's happening here really is globally known now. Yeah. Um, when I go, there's no place that I go in the world where I don't do these kind of interviews where they're not asking me about NXT and NXT UK. Um, that's awesome. And uh, I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I look forward to that opportunity for all of them. Well, you look forward to that. I look forward to tonight. I can't wait to, to you know, sell out crowd, NXT UK second takeover. Thank you very much for joining us thank today, you. Triple H. Very excited. And thank you very much. We'll have that up. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Al and the team doing a phenomenal job out in Cardiff. What a great interview with Triple H. So much to take from it as well. So thank you again to WWE and the team at WWE for setting that up. Uh, keep an eye out this week because we'll also have mine and John's review from our time out at All Out, including our exclusive chat after the fact with SCU. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll have some reviews of Royal Quest plus Al's other interviews with the likes of Kaylee Ray, Walter, the uh, South Wales subculture. So it's going to be a brilliant week or so of content. Make sure that you are subscribed at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find all of us, our handles through there uh, and find that great video content. So thank you so much for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 